the flyer that I put on the table, we mentioned a particular welcome for those who would like to participate with the bhikkhunis in terms of hands-on service. Uh, just now at, the, uh, at our hermitage, uh, it's only monastics. Our lay steward is on a home visit for the holidays. And I was trying to think about all the wonderful gifts that were offered on that table for our hermitage and um, how I'm going to take them from the Damadarini Vihara in Santa Rosa over to the hermitage out on the coast in Jenner on the public bus. <laughs> so if uh, somebody is interested in um, giving me a ride on December 26th, that would be just the kind of thing. Okay, you have to um, get a flyer and uh, uh, email us, and uh, I'll be happy to have a ride out to, uh, out to Jenner uh, with all of these, uh, these uh, lovely gifts on the d December 26th, and we can work that out. Uh, there are many uh, different ways that um, uh, the bhikkhunis uh, have to uh, depend on uh, the friendship of, of people, uh, in particular for uh, being able to have something to eat and uh, for being able to get around. Um, those are two uh, very uh, simple and basic things that help us a lot. Uh, continuing this discourse about working with uh, emotions according to the Buddha's teaching. I'm going to uh, take a hypothetical example similar to the questions that were raised. Uh, supposing that uh, one is uh, confronted with a strong, afflictive, uh, difficult situation, uh, something about responding to grief, responding to loss, responding to trauma. Uh, having been uh, victimized by uh, cruelty or injustice, uh, having the uh, 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 stress of something the major in life. Uh, then how can uh, this uh, theoretical knowledge about the uh, five panchupatdana kanda, the five focuses of the clinging mind, uh, be helpful in actually um, becoming more skillful with our emotional reactions. Well, in the first place, 
we need to have confidence in the natural inclination of the mind towards health, wholeness, and happiness. It's only that sometimes uh, we can't seem to see the way. So uh, simply by seeing more clearly and seeing more accurately what it is, then uh, we can just allow the mind to follow its natural inclination towards happiness, towards peace, towards wholeness, and towards what is well. So uh, the body, uh, the rupu padana kanda, the the uh, aggregate of clinging connected with the body. Uh, 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 whenever there's a strong emotional reaction, uh, there's been some uh, change in the body, which was uh, triggered by some uh, kind of uh, stimulus, and uh, uh, which is uh, arousing both the body and mind together. But in particular, the body is aroused in order to become ready to uh, take action. Um, uh, so, uh, for example, uh, there may be adrenaline in the blood uh, because one is uh, uh, frightened or um, uh, offended or angry or in some way uh, the body is being prepared to uh, uh, strike out. Or it could be any number of different uh, uh, situations. You can imagine your own. Because, in fact, uh, the solution that you have imagined for yourself and where you've uh, worked out a way to uh, become skillful with your own situation, that's the solution that will be effective. Uh, so, if we can uh, do contemplation, body contemplation, uh, with particular attention uh, to uh, like the visceral aspect of the body, what's happening inside. So is the heart beating quickly? Is the uh, skin flushed or is it cold? Uh, is, uh, uh, are the mu- muscles uh, tense or are they relaxed? Uh, is the body uh, painful or is it not painful? Uh, is it um, uh, tending towards uh, uh, drowsiness and torpor? Is it tending towards agitation? And so forth. <coughs> if we can uh, 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 cultivate this uh, self-observation of the body, then uh, we also can um, practice um, calming the bodily formation, learning how to uh, relax, uh, tranquilize, and make the body a bit more peaceful, as we do in, in meditation. So, uh, for example, in working on the breath meditation, you start out and they say that the breath is sometimes you know, heavier or more coarse or something like that, or even if a person is upset, their breath could be um, um, uh, very fast and agitated. And then 
while sitting quietly in meditation, the breath can become softer and softer and softer and softer until it becomes so subtle you almost can't notice it at all. That's called calming the bodily formation. Uh, just the same way, uh, there's a very uh, simple widespread uh, techniques that are given, um, like in um, <coughs> um, uh, in transcendental meditation. Uh, they used to give the technique about relaxing the body, so you would... Um, you know, look at the muscles in the face and imagine um, like squinching up your face, right? Squinch it, squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it. Make it very tense, you know, and then relax. And notice very clearly <coughs> what's the difference between um, a relaxed face or a tensed up face. And so Excuse me. <coughs> there may be uh, 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 times when uh, something has happened to arouse an emotional reaction and you can feel um, the tension and the tightness in the body. Uh, if we know ways uh, to uh, relax the body, that just by itself can help to make it possible for us to relax the mind. So if the mind is locked into a compulsive pattern of thought, the body is tensed up, then calm the body, calm the mind. Or else if, if we're in a state of actually, uh, sometimes there's a lot of uh, moha, a lot of delusion that's involved with emotional reactivity, like we don't really know what happened, we just lost our temper. Um, in, um, in that case, uh, uh, checking in on the state of the body is how we find out what's going on with us. One way I like to think of it, uh, uh, the uh, Western psychologists uh, claim that there's a... Uh, a stage of the processing of uh, emotional arousal uh, that is happening at the subconscious level so that uh, these uh, emotional uh, changes in the body have already started to happen before we, come, we become consciously aware of the process. And then um, becoming consciously aware of it and um, coming to have a, you know, some perceptions that we cognize that this is um, um, uh, something that is uh, good or bad to us and, and um, uh, which we like or dislike, then those uh, uh, physical body reactions can be intensified. Uh, now in uh, Buddhist uh, circles, a lot of people uh, feel that it can't be true that uh, the uh, first arising of an emotion is always at the subconscious level, that it, it must be, um, that if we uh, practice, mind, develop our mindfulness really well, that we'll be able to detect that just that that very first that very first something um, that arose and what what that uh, uh, perception was or what that uh, mental process was that uh, caused the body change. In fact, it doesn't really matter. Uh, whatever stage of practice we're at, eventually there will come a point where we will um, notice some uh, physical changes in the body associated with some kind of emotional reaction, and at the time. By the time the body is engaged like that, we will assume that uh, the emotional train 
has already started to roll and is already going down the tracks and already starting to uh, build some momentum. But as soon as we notice it, if we see it clearly, if we turn our attention inward towards contemplating, inspecting, and just looking to see how the body is, uh, to just, uh, uh, with mindful, compassionate, open-minded awareness, to receive the information that our body is giving us, this is pleasant or this is not pleasant. Uh, Already, right there, uh, we've uh, broken the momentum of our runaway emotions. When we have brought mindfulness to it, it's no longer a runaway train. Now it's a train which is uh, under some guidance. It almost seems that uh, uh, for a person to be uh, carried away with their emotions, they uh, will have a lack of self-awareness during the time that they're getting carried away. So instead of uh, primarily being aware, um, I'm frightened and my body is ready to go into a fight or flight. That's actually not what you experience when you're frightened. What you actually experience is, oh, look at that, that's a danger out there. So the whole awareness is actually not turned inwards, but the awareness is turned outwards towards the object that's, that's causing that trigger. Or if one has been, um, let's say, um, um, the victim of injustice or unfairly criticized or something like that, and, and, um, and there's a sense of um, you know, embarrassment or some type of uh, uh, moral um, emotion going on about that, uh, then our, our, the, uh, the mind, you know, very naturally, this is, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, this is just normal and natural. What it says, the mind is going to be saying, look at that, that's not fair, that's not right, this is wrong. You know, look at this bad thing over here. Which is, um, uh, has its uh, functionality. But in terms of being uh, able to uh, not be the uh, victim of one's own emotional reactivity, we need to be able to let the attention go away from that and towards the inside. So, and the easiest way, first place to look is in the body. Then uh, uh, they say. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm, the the two thinkers that have uh, influenced me the most about this. Uh, one is uh, Antonio Damasio, uh, and uh, uh, the second one is called Nico. I don't know how to pronounce it, F-R-I-J-D-A, Frigida. Uh, but uh, Antonio Damasio uh, says that uh, uh, there are these changes in the body and then the mind uh, cognizes uh, um, the bodily process and that's the first impact of feeling. It's like when the, when, the, when the experience hits the mind, the first way it hits is as a feeling. So the feeling is... Um, it's not coherent. 
it's not uh, detailed, it's very general, it's just at the level of some kind of arousal. And uh, the feeling is either pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. And I, I told you before that um, with uh, something that's strongly present, you want to get it, or if you have it, you want to keep it. And if it's uh, strongly unpleasant, you want to either avoid it or you want to um, um, get rid of it. And if it's, uh, if it's neutral, uh, the common ordinary person who doesn't know how to practice mindfulness will uh, miss uh, the neutral experience altogether and just not notice it. Uh, but the person who's cultivated mindfulness and practiced uh, meditation according to our system uh, is able to uh, 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 clearly uh, cognize and note and see these uh, neutral feelings and realize uh, there's a special kind of delight in uh, a neutral feeling because we're free in connection with a neutral feeling is not pushing us this way, not pushing us that way. When it's neutral, we can rest in a, in a kind of a state of, uh, of uh, freedom. So a neutral feeling can be um, a very helpful um, aid to uh, developing some of the uh, uh, good qualities of mind we're trying to develop, like equanimity. Um, but whatever the feeling is, whether it's strong or weak, whether it's gross um, or whether it's extremely unpleasant or extremely pleasant, if it's not necessary to take those feelings in a reactive way. So this is the huge difference between the Buddhist way of being in the world and uh, the, the, the common way of being in the world. So if then uh, we have the ability to uh, have some, something very unpleasant happen and find a place within us that we can be there, be present, know this is unpleasant, and not flinch, and not turn away, and not run away, but actually know it how it is. Um, uh, the uh, unpleasant feeling, uh, in a certain way, um, is easier to deal with because uh, we can say, oh, the Buddha was right, the first noble truth, this is dukkha. A pleasant feeling uh, is a little bit more uh, tricky. Uh, a pleasant feeling is often has a different kind of uh, uh, moha or delusion involved with it because um, in order for us to go out and grab that delicious thing that is giving us the pleasant feeling, uh, uh, we, need to, um, we, we need to have bought the advertisement that this uh, pleasant feeling is actually going to be the solution. Uh, but, but really, uh, pleasant feeling is, is actually, it's okay, it's, it's just not, not, nothing special, it's just okay. So, if, uh, if uh, you know, when, when, I was, uh, when I first started in Buddhism, I, I had uh, some uh, grievous um, losses, you know, and, 
and I, I would go into a meditation, a lot of mental, psychological pain with grief. And then the mind would become tired of suffering. And I would have some moments of, they were like equanimous moments, where the, the pain had just stopped. Because you just, you just, because of impermanence, it just, it's not always that intense, sometimes it stops. And so there'd be like these moments when the mind forgot to be sorrowful. And it, immediately, as soon as that happened, there would be something in me that was saying, oh, what a relief, here's some pleasure. And, and then um, uh, this mind uh, would go to daydreams and start thinking, oh, here's pleasure, let me get some more pleasure. And then the mind would start like drifting and dreaming about, about, about other uh, daydreamy things and, and uh, losing the meditation in that other way. And, and this actually, I think, is, is the great uh, danger uh, that can happen with a, a pleasant feeling is that uh, we can uh, uh, drift, in, drift away from uh, practice and be distracted and, and, and lose our self-awareness. So what you've got to do is you've got to find a way to, um, it's kind of like keep your cushion. So don't be, don't be pushed off your practice by a painful feeling. And don't miss the neutral feelings. Be sure to be awake for those. And also don't be pushed off your cushion by the, by the pleasant feeling. Whatever it is you're cultivating to try to keep the knowing mind in a place of stability, to see what it is and watch it uh, just how it is, and to know, uh, to know uh, some uh, freedom in connection to those feelings. Okay, so let's take some meditation now. And uh, we can uh, use this meditation after we get settled down to try to see uh, what's up with the body and how does it feel. So that's the, that's the, the inquiry for this um, we'll say, um, half hour of meditation. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.